Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime. Anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Tacticas podcast. I see Diego Lorin on Zoom turning down his headphones because he couldn't handle the R's too too much for him. Uh, listen, this was probably the last time I can roll them, and a good time because you know I didn't have much to cheer about last week after our result against Getafe. This week I have a little bit more to cheer about uh, because you know Diego will surely roll them after uh, after the Classico on Wednesday. So just happy, you know, Ramjo had a nice four one win over Valencia. I watched Granada cook up a storm comeback against Barca on the weekend as well. And I'm um, just happy to be here. So happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday, Diego Lorin, who is also here. How are you? I'm fine, my friend. Uh, fine. Busy Monday. We're back at it. Holiday's over. Kids are back in school. Uh, and I Liga, I uh, Supercopa. Uh, let's get ready with the second half of the season, man. It's uh, full throttle now. No more excuses. No more excuses. We're all back in the grind now. We're off vacation mode. I mean, you guys in Spain have a bank holiday once a week, so I, you guys will never fully be back in the grind permanently. But, you know... In other and, and I that's not even a dig. I'm I'm I commend you guys for that. I think you guys are doing a lot of things the right way over in Spain. <laughs> I, we could use more bank holidays everywhere. Um, what is a bank holiday anyway? Why do they call it bank holiday? What's what? Is, why is it bank holiday? Well, I think the the term bank holiday and and I might be wrong here, but it originally comes from England where the banks will be closed on those public days. So, you know, whether it's a religious holiday or it's a cultural, should we say, national, nationally, locally celebrated holiday, I think they just use the term bank holiday in a way to generalize it all uh, by saying that the banks are closed. And I might be completely wrong, but this is what I, I thought. Okay. Well, more importantly... Well, here in Spain, it's called Puente, you see. Okay. O sea, haces puente. And pu- puente, 
translated as bridge. <clears throat> and what you often do is the reason why they call it puente is because um, oftentimes the the <laughs> this is very smart as well. They do a lot of things right here um, when the public holiday falls on say a Thursday or a Tuesday they then take you then take Friday or Monday off and you do puentes you bridge the public holiday with your weekend uh, and that's where puente comes from well speaking of puentes and bridges and weekends and connections this episode is also is uh, brought to you by Manscaped who is a proud sponsor of the Churros y Tacticas podcast we keep our churros nice and trimmed uh and clean you said balso is balso did you not notice that that was amazing is balso brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> it's all intentional it's part of my genius uh diego is happy because it doesn't matter if barca loses or ties or wins or what's happening behind the scenes as long wow. as you have if you're using manscaped you you see the big smile on his face he's well groomed he's well trimmed i think even think he has a fresh haircut which Probably after he manscaped, it looks like maybe he's like, maybe I'll go to go trim. I don't know. You're, you're shaking your head. You're saying you're not, but, but maybe it's just manscaped makes you radiate regardless. So listeners, That's if you want to be as sharp and clean and fresh as Diego and then go over to manscaped.com and use code churros, C-H-U-R-R-O-S for 20% off and free shipping. And that's again, manscaped.com use code churros, C-H-U-R-R-O-S. Diego, I know that um, it didn't seem like Barca manscaped over the weekend, but I, I, apart from maybe Luke de Jong, who had a, another fantastic mm. game, I don't know if he looked at the schedule and saw that Real Madrid was coming up and he's like, I better round into form once his annual thing that he does where he only plays well against Real Madrid. But I got to say, I'm impressed with him. I thought even like the goal that was disallowed at the start of the game, mm. Really impressive to just win that header. He had no business um, getting to that ball first. I thought it was a really, really great effort and scored. And unlucky that didn't count because it wasn't him that was offside. But Luke De Jong can help uh, hold his hell, uh, his head up higher, hundred percent. Yeah, man, he, he was great over the weekend. And <clears throat> funny enough, I think Friday was it Friday or last week? Well, at some point last week we talked about possible uh, winter transfers, uh, and we didn't mention his name. And of course, you know, when you asked me directly who I thought was first uh, on the chopping block, uh, it was mere coincidence and uh, that that I actually uh, didn't mention him because, of course, he had been in, in the news so much. However, the fact that he has been in the news so much and his name has been linked with other clubs um, might have just sparked a little something in within uh, Luke de Jong to be more playing like Luke van Basten or something. Um, and... Uh, Again, uh, reportedly, this uh, change in attitude has been much to the liking of head coach Xavi Hernandez to the point where he's using him as, as an example um, in front of the dressing room uh, when it comes to professionalism and play the, the way you train, play with that same intensity or train the way you play rather because uh, Luke seems to be uh, fulfilling all of those, um, all of those check boxes that Xavi demands from his players. And uh, yeah, I'll just leave it there. Unfortunately, we're on a Monday show, right? Kian, I gotta, I gotta, well, I gotta, I gotta yeah. eat my words. I can't go full throttle. Yes. I understand. We all understand no, because how this works. Apparently some we shit went down. You might, you might've heard what went down in which case you can bring it up and I'll just. 
Well, let's. Uh, I just want to talk about some football things first. I know how tempting okay, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I know how tempting no, 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 it go. is to talk everything else Barca um, in the modern era. But I thought um, one of the things that stood out to me from that game, you know, there were a lot of just like themes from the Granada Barca game that I think almost apply to Barca in general this season. And you know, we talked about Ter Stegen who had a a good game. Uh, you know, just a week ago, who was it that you guys played against? You know my short-term memory, right? I just basically, the, I watched so much football. Who did you guys play right before Granada? Mallorca. Mallorca, where Ter Stegen Mallorca? had a good game. Um, or Linares, you mean? Oh, okay, La Liga, yes. Linares, yes. no Mallorca. one cares about that. that. That is erased from everybody's memory at this point. Linares, uh, Alcoyano, that doesn't count. It's it's less consequential than preseason. Um you know, Ter Sagan, this is Granada basically high high man to man press. And you just dare dare Ter Sagan to pass it out of the back and you kind of profit from it. It just it's like clockwork at this point. If you're playing against Barca, that that's a really good way to make them uncomfortable. Um and I was impressed with Granada as a whole. Like, you know, obviously it's a team that took points away from the Camp Nou earlier this season. I thought even their counter pressing was pretty good. You know, quick rotations. I thought they did really good to close the space of Busquets, Nico, and Gavi. I thought Nico and Gavi in particular were underwhelming. Um, and I and I thought they played pretty well. One thing that I was, you know, there's two main, I think, Barca points that I'd like to discuss with you. We'll start with Dani Alves. You and I were talking when, when Barca first signed him, like, is he going to be a locker room presence? Is he going to be an important player? What's going to happen? Like, what's the purpose of this signing? Is he more there to just boost some morale, maybe give Dust some pointers and stuff? Or is he going to actually play significant minutes? Now that he's available, he's played two games straight now. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you think that this is the right call? Like, what? W- tell me about, like, your experience watching Dani Alves. So, um, <clears throat> this might be an unpo- unpopular opinion. Um it might be what some people are expecting me to say. Uh, all I can say is that I genuinely, what I'm about to say, say it from the heart. And, and I truly mean that Dani Alves for me so far has exceeded my expectations. I think, uh, I don't know what goes on in the locker room, <clears throat> but I hear nothing but uh, positive feedback. And I think as well on the pitch, that's being reflected that he, Chavi was asked a few de- uh weeks ago or last week if he thought that Dani Alves is ready to play three matches straight um, and his response was affirmative and I genuinely believe that uh, with Dani Alves there Barca right now are better off Um, he provided the assist let's not forget to Luke de Jong and you know does he still need time to Perhaps fulfill the expectations of the mass majority, the, the masses, let's say, uh, because again, my w- the feedback that I'm getting is that uh, uh, we should be or Dani Alves should be embarrassed about himself and that this signing is way below. Uh, it's just a mockery, basically, uh, that Dani Alves has no place, and that surprises me. I thought that uh, uh, you know you can see that he probably misses and lacks game rhythm. 
um, playing at, at, at a very high competition and, and competitive level uh, with an intensity that he hasn't competed at and played at for for far too long. Uh, you know, a player from his age and and, and um, that needs to, of course, that is so much is expected from as well. But I'm willing to give him time, and um, we'll see if he will play now against Real Madrid in the Supercopa. But I would say go ahead and put Dani Alves in because I think that uh, his influence is positive, yes. So that, that was going to be my next question. Would you like to see him in the Clasico as a starter, knowing full well that he'd be going up against Vinicius on that side? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, who's who's able to stop Vinicius right now? Nobody. Um, let me but- give some compliments to the young Brazilian. He's fantastic, and he's, he's hitting his – he's peaking right now. Um, you know, is if he was in an altcoin <laughs> in the crypto, you know, my crypto references I like to throw out, he'd yeah, be I don't at a new all time, he'd be at a new all time high. Listeners, tell Kian what's up if you guys appreciate my crypto, uh, uh references and synonyms. So then, are you, uh, please, should, let, we, should people be buying Vinicius coin right now? No, it's he's, he's, it he's pumping, you know, you never want to pump chase. It's too late. You, you got to wait till he yeah. dips a little bit. Yeah. You got to then buy, jump on the train and then ride that baby up. Yes. So should we, should we buy, be buying Alves, Alves coin at this point? Hey, if, if you look, if you've been a long term huddler, uh, you still have your moon bag of Dani Alves's coins, you know, so I still have it from back in the day. Um, if you're new to the game, you know, uh, well, like for me, it's a, it's, it's a very solid, don't expect any like 10 X's, but a solid two X. So sure. Get yourself some Danny Alves. So I don't know coin. if you saw my, cause you, you mentioned like, you know, some Alves criticism and stuff. And I don't know if you saw my tweet, if that was, you were hinting at that as well. No. All right. Actually, well, I, no. I had some, I had some, I had one tweet that was definitely not flattering for Alves. And I don't think it's an, I don't like you said it's an unpopular opinion that hmm. uh, it might maybe an unpopular opinion. I don't think your opinion is unpopular among Barca fans. In fact, I don't know if you know this, but there is like Alva's Twitter fanboys or or there's a large contingent of Barca uh, fans who found my tweet and after he had the assist. Because my tweet was before the assist. After he had the assist, you know, they they came, okay. they, they revealed themselves, and uh, <laughs> and uh, they they made it known of, of their existence in my Twitter. So, I guess I'll say a beautiful assist. Yes, it was a really beautiful assist. It was a good assist. Like it, mm. really, the arc, the accuracy was really pretty. Like it was aesthetically a very nice, very nice assist, and and an effective assist. Not many people can do that. Um, so, so I'll, I will say that I didn't watch the Linares game, so I can't really speak to what he, how he played in that game. And you know me, even if someone had a gun to my head and was like, the only way I'm not pulling the trigger is if you watch that Barcelona-Linares game, I still be like, just end my life. It's not, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not watching that game. Not, no interest. So I didn't watch it. Even Alcoyano, I, I, I only had to watch it because I had, it was my job. But, uh, I thought he was really poor defensively against Granada, and to the point where anytime Darwin Machis had the ball going up against him, I was like, I really like the odds for Darwin Machis here, and he burned him a couple times, even when Alves had help. And I don't know. Look, I'm not gonna. I don't know what the difference and level between Vinicius and Darwin Machis is. You guys can do the math. 
obviously football doesn't always work that way. Maybe Alves can pull uh, something out of his um, behind and have a great defensive performance against Vinicius. Who's to say? I'm not. I'm not going to jinx it. That's for sure. Maybe he will. Um, but like you, you bring up a good question. Like who is who's the alternative in that situation? And my my still thing is like. I get why people are frustrated with Dest. I really like Dest still as a pl- young player who has a lot of promise. I think he's a good a t- good attacking player. I do think he has some defensive um, frailties. I don't know if you want to necessarily stall his development by playing Alvas in all these games. Um, Dest has also been playing out of position a lot. He's He hasn't been playing the right-back role. I still think you guys need to sign someone. Obviously, you let Emerson go and... I will say this just to make you feel better. I've been watching a lot of Emerson this season. I'm not huge on Emerson. I think he's quite... I mean, he's, there's definitely some talent there, but I think his IQ, his decision-making, his defensive ability is not, not that great anyway. Um, but Okay. Just to make you feel a little bit better. But he's he's got a little, he's definitely got some talent and some future promise. I don't know. I guess I'm just... I don't understand why there is a contingent of Barca fans who have to defend everything that ever happens like you know there's a lot of people are having orgasms over Alemani's uh ability to renew Umtiti today and and juggle that Ferran Torres signing fine then there's all these people who have to come out and like say that Alves is this amazing signing fine go ahead I'm just really excited to see Vinicius go against Alves just to see how they'll defend Alves after that game this is just my perspective it's a lot of this is kind of amusing to me, so I'm just putting it out there. It's, it's you know, it doesn't it doesn't need to be that serious, but uh, I'm excited to see Benicis for Alves, and I'm excited to see what the aftermath of that is. As you should. Um, just about this contingent of Barca fan with the fans that have a need to defend everything that goes for anything and everything. Uh, Kian, you can talk about Madridistas. You can talk There's about a lot of Real Madrid uh, fans like that. Premier League uh, maxis, you can talk about the US Democrats, Republicans, etc, etc. So the need to defend the one zone runs deep, I think, uh, in all pools. And that's just uh, human nature. But I mean, I I get what you're saying. It's it's uh, perhaps perhaps excessive. And I got the sense when I, you know, the little that I am on on Twitter, that people were you know, having a field day bashing, uh, Alves. And, uh, you know, I don't tweet, I don't go, go out of my way to defend or tweet, uh, about these things. But, uh, that's why I came on here with, uh, saying that this might be an unpopular opinion. Good to see that Barca fans feel, uh, uh you know, <laughs> I guess, you know, we, we, things are the way they are right now at Camp Barca. Uh, and we're not at a stage where we are ready walk into this classical with our chest sticking out uh, and our heads held up high uh, with confidence at least that we're going to pass uh, through to the final on Sunday I believe uh, because Real Madrid right now are just uh, head over heels better and man oh man did I enjoy the football that I saw on on what was it later that Sunday Sunday, right? Yesterday? Uh, Wait, which are Saturday. you referring to the Granada Barca game? No, I'm talking about um Madrid Valencia. Wait, you said you enjoyed you know, that? Hold on. I did enjoy some, that. Take some notes here. Diego enjoyed Real Madrid <laughs> football. Okay, keep going. To my dis 
to my dismay. I'm almost uh, there. Uh, I was hoping to see something else, but in the first half, man, it was just it was a one-sided affair, and the ass-kicking that Madrid was handing Valencia was, uh, yeah, I mean, quite frankly, well, you were vindicated by because you were proven watch. right for always saying that it's bullshit that Real Madrid always lose to Valencia. So you were vindicated. <laughs> and that as well. Yes, I hope we can now end that narrative once and for all. Well, I But, you know, I mean, look, this Clásico is not... Yeah, Madrid is, is, is on, way well, better. Yeah, okay. This is great jinxing. We all know what's going to happen by the end of it. Barca is going to win, but... No, no. Let's not. Let's be honest. Let's not, you know, do the cute little jinxy, the dingsy, like... Uh, that was awesome. The, that performance against Valencia. Okay, you can argue, and we, we, we've talked about Valencia's defense, and um, you know it's nothing to show off or, or be a metric, let's say, uh, against the, the 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 very top sides. But I mean, the way that Vinicius was playing, the way it was just an ass kicking and a one sided uh, battle, it was just a tsunami wave. Time and time again, I'm already in the first half. I felt that Madrid could have had three goals in the first half hour, were it not for late, you know, deep into uh, what was it the, the, at the end of the first half when they finally got their goal, um, and that and that Benitez play. I still don't know if he meant to do that or not. A, a, a player of, of his talent and a player who's really feeling himself, you want to give him the credit and give him the benefit of the doubt that that little self pass was just played out perfectly. But it was. It was killer, man. Well, it was when killer. I watched it, it was live, nice. I thought there was luck and lucky bounce, but there were a couple angles on the yeah, replays yeah. that, like, I don't know. did he mean to do it? I think yes, but I would, I would almost call it like I think just really quick thinking in a in a very tight spot that you need yeah. to make a split decision, and he mm. did the right decision by putting the ball one way and then going the defender on the on the other side. Um, yeah, I wanted to bring up a point here because we're talking about Alves and stuff, and like. Mm. The so that's the thing you ask me who can stop, but yeah, exactly. What alternatives do we have? Sorry, well, go, go, just, go, go. yeah, well, just that like one of the underrated themes from that Real Madrid Valencia game <laughs> was the fact that like I Valencia didn't do anything to us like the other way, like they didn't really do much to us offensively, they had the penalty, obviously. Um, and then and that massive Courtois block. <laughs> Right, yeah. That was insane as well. So, and that. So, there wasn't much that they did. And I think part of the underrated reason, like, when you have Vinicius and Mendy together on one wing, it's very hard for the opposing team to do anything on that wing because, first of all, they, you get pinned. You can't really dare to venture forward too much. You'll you'll leave a lot of space. And Mendy there is as an insurance as, like, he can just also himself pin people there on that wing. Like, there was one moment where Valencia had, like, Musa deep on the right wing. And he's, like, Musa's a, a generally a player who I, like, I consider a dangerous player to play against. Like, he's really good. He can get you from point A to point B really quick. He's a dangerous transition player. He's super talented. He's quick. Um, and that, I saw Musa, like, defending deep on the right wing in one situation. And I'm, like, what the hell is he doing there? And it's like you see like Mendy, Vinicius, and then Alaba's right there to cover. Then you got Casemiro. Like it's just really hard to escape that. And I just wonder like when you have Alves there, like I don't think there's going to be many opportunities for Alves to do that assist that he did against Granada. Like it's going to be hard for him to leave his mm. post is my point. 
Um, and like, right. who's going to play on the right wing helping him defensively? Dembele? I don't know. I, I actually, as much as I think Dembele is like a really talented player, I was, I would have been annoyed with him a little bit from that Granada game because I thought like, I thought he was dribbling himself into these weird situations and he was contained well, like between Carlos <laughs> yeah. Neva, Gonalons, Raul Torrente, they did a really good job of just containing him and make sure he has like, mm. he's running into people. And not doing much, and so yeah, that's that's yeah. what I would be worried about as a Barca fan. You asked me for like something serious and not like jinxy, jinxy, minxy, whatever you said. There's something serious. Like I'd be worried about that if I'm a Barca fan. Like how do we contain yeah. the wings on that side? You know, hundred percent. And I think that's that's something that 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 Xavi is still trying to figure out with these players, and these players need to also understand, you know, what Xavi is exactly uh, demanding from them because that that. That drop as well in sacrifice and intensity is certainly a problem. And uh, I find it, you know, a big problem with this team is that, and we have been seeing this, that opponents with very little are able to create a whole lot of danger as well. And more often than not, many teams um, that do win position or when they have the ball in these critical moments, it's very difficult for this team to recuperate the ball and get the you know the possession back and start defending with the ball. At the end of the day, that's one of the pillars of the philosophy, right, is we defend with the ball. And more often than not, in these, these very tight, <clears throat> sort of crunch time moments, this team doesn't have the ball or don't know how to hone possession and just control uh, the games. And that is a big, big problem. Uh, it has been with smaller teams. We have been seeing it throughout the entire season. So, of course, we also know the, the results of this team against our real, you know, our, our, the, let's say the big teams, the, the Madrid's, the Atletico's, etc., uh, which has not been good. So the Supercopa will be a massive test and indication how far this team has come. Um, with every you know bright light, there's uh, with the next passing of the next game, there's then another shadow casted over uh, the, the the ray of sunshine and hope that we have that we're moving into the the, the right direction. And I guess we can't expect neither. Just uh, you know, this is going to be a slow process. It's going to be like the recovery of Bitcoin, okay? Uh, which is right now at a 40k's, okay? And this, we're not going to get a parabolic move, new all-time highs into 70 plus k, okay? This team also will not be a parabolic uh, change happening from today to tomorrow. It's going to be a slow process to recovery phase right now, uh, and that's where we're in. And a lot of doubts need to be addressed. And and I think, you know, the, this Supercopa comes at a great moment as well because at the end of the day, win or lose, um, consequences are minimal, meaning if you win, great, no one gives a shit. If you lose, people give a shit. And there's obviously the... You know the the, the 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 concerns are then addressed uh, in the press, and there's added pressure for not uh, advancing to the final. Uh, however, in the case of Barca, I think with the the sea of doubts that already are surrounding uh, this team at the moment and the obstacles that are facing, the, you know, the main objective is finish the end of the year in the Champions League spots, and that's sort of like. If that objective is met, or once that is met, we can then advance, right? And right now, I think expecting that this team can beat Real Madrid, that quite frankly, is just like I have been saying, um, better, way better, and 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 coming off of this very convincing and 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 yeah, uh, enjoyable performance of of good football, good individual play, um, you know, in that sense, Angelotti has also been able to get 
a better production out of this team, I think, than Zizou did in his final season. So kudos to him, and and uh, you know, and 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 Barca on the other hand are are still fragile and, and frail, and and um, you know, anything can happen in a Clásico. Anything can happen with these talented players on the pitch that are progressing and I think getting better. But those defensive issues that we're talking about that led to this discussion are, you know, a, a point of exploit by all teams. And, uh, if, you know, how would you not expect a team like uh, Real Madrid, who's in good form right now, to capitalize on that? Well, you know, there's this whole thing of the Spanish Super Cup in many years is not something we necessarily cared about and you know the fact when it expanded to four teams and went to saudi arabia we all thought man this is a ridiculous thing to do be doing mid-season then why are we doing this four teams instead of two and it's like you know i always argued like can we just send castilla to this thing if they lose who gives a shit if they win well that's a bonus you know but then no matter how you spin it, the winner of this is going to pocket more than the winner of the Copa del Rey. So for that reason, there's there's incentive to win this. You know, there's a lot of money at stake here. Sure. Um, but it, do you feel like, and I don't know if you saw Raul Garcia's quote today about like, this is ridiculous that we're, you know, we should be playing, it's the Spanish Super Cup. We should be playing this in Spain we shouldn't be going to you know another part of the world for this and obviously it's because of money you know, we've kind of lost ourselves here <clears throat> do you feel like sometimes i'm like you know la liga will probably get one at least one extra classico a year for the next like 100 years from this event it's a lot of extra classicos and a lot of extra money for them i think it's a uh, i i suppose i understand it in a way but i just like from from like a perspective of like just my soul and also everything else, I just would rather this go back to what it was, and that was, it was a two legged game. Remember, um, at the beginning of the season, and we could kind of treat it like a preseason, an exciting preseason game. And, you know, that's that's what I wish it was. But you know, I, I guess under, I understand it's twenty twenty two, and people are trying to make money, and that's it is what it is. Um, I wanted to ask you something important. Let's talk about Umtiti. Okay. You start. <laughs> He's renewed his contract with Football Club Barcelona until 2026, if I'm not mistaken, reducing his salary. Um, if I want to get precise numbers, let me give the official Barca website has um, <clears throat> said how much. I think it's a pay cut of 10%. Uh, and with that pay cut, um, we're able to register Ferran Torres, newly signed Barca player. If you're in Umtiti, how do you explain accepting this? Love for the club? How Come on. I don't, I don't want that to be the answer. It can't be. How do you uh, explain the reduced salary? How do you say yes to Renown that if for the club? OTT? Yes to what? To accepting the same amount of money, but over uh, how many extra years is it? Extra like four and a half years or something, ish. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's the end. So th June thirtieth, twenty twenty six. So four more years. Um, let me read the. 
the statement. Uh, Barca and first-team player Samum Titi have reached an agreement to extend the latter contract till 2026. The French defender is reducing part of a salary that he was due to receive in the year and a half remaining on his contract. Okay, so that's what you're alluding to. This contract extension operation doesn't entail any greater financial commitments for Barca with regards to the player. Uh, we wish to extend our gratitude, etc., etc. Okay. So how how do you well I think it's quite obvious, isn't it, Kian? I mean, uh, just speculating here, but maybe Umtiti was also in a situation where he couldn't get any better. I mean, that's what do you mean? How do you accept that? Yeah, he he already had better with the current deal he had. Like, you know what I mean? What's what's so why why not just write it out? Yeah. Well, uh... so let me, let me, I guess let me pitch this to you. Bar so let's say you're working at McDonald's. Okay. I don't want to bring any mm -hmm. real life examples into this. Just, but let's say if you're working at McDonald's, McDonald's says, listen, we can pay you 500 bucks and your work term ends in the, in next I get year. You. Or we'll give mm -hmm. you same 500 you, bucks, you. but over four years and you stay here with McDonald's. Who's like, who's going to say yes to that? I, I, so the reason I'm asking this question is because there's got to be something behind the scenes we don't know. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but there's no way there's got to be something they're giving him behind the scenes to say yes to this. Because it, what, what other incentive does he have? He's not like from La Masa, La Masia. Who like I, I'll love for the club. I'll play for this. I'll play for them. You know, for whatever they want. I don't know. It's just a kind of a weird. Like I tell you I, what, I don't know. I I don't know the answer to that. But what I will say, and if we're just speculating, it maybe puts Umtiti in a better position to sign for another club, while ensuring that he's surrounded by top notch. Um, you know, call it uh, like a uh, infrastructure or top-notch, right. uh, uh, you know, facilities and uh, being looked after by team doctors. Um, we all know of, you know, his condition, obviously, with the knee, his knee as well. Um, the multiple injury injuries that he's been suffering, I think, even on both of his knees. So maybe he's just making sure that, because he's, he's still young. I mean, Umtiti is not... He's 28. Uh, uh, he's 28. I was yeah. going to say, he's still below his 30s. Yeah. You know, he's not... He probably doesn't want to write off his career in these final, this final year and a half and be in a position where maybe he's without a club and no interest in, uh, without any clubs really interested or, or, or trusting, let's say, his ability to execute and play at a high level for them, uh, given that he is now, you know, injury prone, uh, and, and, and a bit of a liability or risk. So, um, you know, that, that might be something there. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, so, like, that's that's a plausible theory. I think, like, like I've heard a lot of, like, well, this enables him to stay. If Like, let's say if he loves Catalonia, maybe he wants to live in Barcelona for a long time. Maybe he wants to train with, his, with you know, Barca for more years as a guarantee. But who's to say, like, Barca can't just sell him now, you know? Because now he's, a, he's actually a more movable contract. 
you know, it's longer term, but it's it's cheaper to take on. So, like, maybe not immediately, yes. but, like, let's say in one or two years, a team might be like, okay, he has, like, three years left on his contract, not being much. We'll take a gamble on him, you know. Uh, it's more movable in, in a couple years. So there's no guarantee Barca can just flip around and just sell him now. It's just really hard for me to accept that he accepted this. Um, anyways, I, it's an interesting thing. Like I, I was trying to find equivalents of this. Like if we all of a sudden extended Bale, but that wouldn't make sense because Bale is older. I think the equivalent is like if we did this to Isco now. Like if we if we decided to renew Isco for another four years instead of letting his contract expire this year. Uh, I think it, it's a it's it's an extra roster spot that you don't really want to necessarily deal with that headache. So I understand what they why they for Barca it's a good deal. Um, it's a good deal. Yeah, it's a good deal. I I don't see like I've seen a couple people on Twitter say uh, this is not a great deal for Barca because you're committed to him. I mean all all it's really costing them extra is an extra roster spot, and that's not a huge deal. You can you can loan them out. You can you can get creative with that. It's not a huge deal. Um, you save a yeah. lot of money. I've said it before. I don't. I don't think Barca fully understood. No matter how much they say publicly that, you know, we took Fernando Torres intentionally, knowing we couldn't register him. I. I don't really believe that. Believe it if you want. And does the fact that they had to come up with this kind of financial gymnastic just to re- register him is 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 crazy? And you know, a lot of these decisions are being you know, damage control for the stuff that Bartomeu did in the club. So I understand it's not easy, but either way, I, it's a, it's a good deal for Barca. I, I, I'm just, I'm just surprised that MTT accepted it. That's all. So, so when is Ferran going to play in a couple of weeks? He's going to be back or so. Or well, he's, he's out injured, with COVID right? now. So he's got COVID and he's still, he's, and he's yeah, both, both those things. Yeah. 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 What do you want to talk about? Atletico, Angel Correa. Did you watch? Did you watch that? In the background, yeah. In the background, okay. Yeah. I didn't um, get too much watch of it. I wish I did. I, I, I um, it was one that I was excited to see, and by the looks of it, it looks like to have fulfilled sort of the expectations of it just being a, a fun yeah, match. For sure. Uh, I was hoping that you, yeah. Uh, I to can break tell down you more. No, I, I just just a good result, you know, for us, obviously, for Atletico dropping th- two. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just like and for you and for Madrid. Uh, it's it's just hard to find words right now for Angel Correa, who's been like probably their most important attacking player this season. He's oh, always been no good. Doubt. I mean, that that goal was spectacular. I, you know, it's, shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be understated. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't have too much to say about it. I mean, I think it was probably a good result for us. Um, you look around. There was actually a lot of talking points in Spain this weekend that we didn't really get to, whether it was like Rayo Betis, you know, some of the back and forth between Emery and Piquet. Uh, there was a lot It was a lot going down. Sevilla with a narrow A lot of churros being handed. A lot of churros being handed. But, of yeah. course, we know that we, we basically talk about Barcelona and Real Madrid on the show, and that's about it. Um, that's our demographic, but yeah, I, I think like there was just a lot in Spain that happened this weekend that was worth noting. Um, the one interesting thing I saw that was that, uh, Atletico looking at Daniel Wass as a replacement for Trippier, which I think would be hey, a pretty good yeah. signing, different, different kinds of players, yeah. but I think he would, he would allow, allow them to at least have some security that, at that position. That shot was from Vass, wasn't it? Uh, that with that awesome block, uh, the Courtois save. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 
I have to look back. I think that was Bas. Yeah. I I I would be curious, definitely curious to see if Cholo could get uh, more consistent production out of us. Um, you know, I think he's been very good for for Valencia, but never. Um, yeah, I've always. I, I've, it's funny enough. I've seen him as an Atletico player, as in, uh, you know, I, I've, been, I've visualized him more as an Atletico player and curious to see what he could bring to them because obviously filling the boots of Trippier is going to be hard. Um, but potentially he could, uh, he could be that guy. We'll see. Uh, one of the, sh- I don't know what your opinion on this is. I've never no. been over- overwhelmingly impressed by the, I have to say, but anyways, with who? there's nothing uh, personally with Vass. He's kind of like a floor raiser to me. He's a really, really good player who was not mm. going to get you like superstar minutes, but he just has a reliable baseline, like a Lucas Vasquez type, I think. Like where he's just like, mm. he's reliable. He does what he's, he needs to do. And he's a smart player. Um, right. The, the drop off from Jan Oblak to this season is insane. I don't know. Like, I can't think. It's it's almost weird, like Ter Sagan and him both, but Oblak's has been really, really shocking in a lot of ways because. He, I, I checked this like a couple of weeks ago. He had like the worst expected goals against uh, differential of any keeper in the league. Like the the the, save, the ones he's supposed to save, he's the, he's done the worst in the entire league. It's really weird. Like I'm trying to think back to like sh- sh- really sharp, steep declines over the years of players who've been really good. Like it's almost like Raul level. Raul, but Raul had like. Later, we kind of understood that it was like probably down to marital problems in his life and stuff that he had such a crazy decline from one year to the next. I don't know if there's something going on with All Black personally, but it's mm. crazy yeah. to, to see him like this. It's really weird. I mean, the goal he conceded this, against against Villarreal, that, that la, the second one, I think it was, was, was shocking. How do you explain it? The 1-0. Or sorry, the... The, the 2-2, I think. Well, the, I can't remember. The 2-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you explain that? It's 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 difficult. It's difficult for for a goalkeeper who has been so incredibly solid uh, and consistent for so many years. Um, I mean, um, sorry, no, it was the two one, Kian. Sorry, I'm, I'm watching it now. Uh, you know, winning Thamor after Zamora as well and and not just thanks to Atletico's incredibly solid defense as well and obviously all the work that Diego and his team put into uh making Atletico such a defensive powerhouse but he was he's generally he was generally uh making you know game winning stops um and just be I mean feared you know feared by strikers uh uh, I remember images of you know Messi and him just kind of like uh, congratulating each other when one or the other got a great either goal or save, and and he was that kind of goalkeeper uh, who's yeah going through a very clear funk. Although the, the stat that you just mentioned, I, I remember going through Opta stats and him being uh, sort of higher up the list in terms of goalkeepers that were uh, receiving a higher you know goal to game, let's say, ratio, uh, in particular, compared to previous seasons when he was always top of the list of, you know, the goalkeeper that would, uh, with the least amount of goals conceded. Um, And whether it's personal, uh, whether it's, 
maybe also evident that now Atletico's defense itself is is not not much of a uh, let's say fortress neither and, and and solid wall that actually helped out Noblak uh, more than maybe we would have we were expecting or giving credit for uh, in the past. I don't know. I don't know where you, you would pin that down to, but uh, it's it's telling for sure. Um, uh, but it's, it's, I mean, the same goes with Ter Stegen, right? You mentioned his name and you would just imagine that goalkeepers, in this case, with so much talent, uh, all they need is basically, you know, one or two good matches, consecutive matches where they're kind of reconnected with that, trust in themselves and that um um yeah i get you know and 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 often it's that it is psychological you know the the, the trust in oneself just self-confidence uh you know allows you to play better or perform better in 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 all facets in all aspects of life and and maybe it's it's psychological maybe it's uh physical i i, I couldn't say well casillas himself too you know had a really bizarre drop off too from like his peak after 2009 2010 he just kind of wasn't the same and then he had a little bit of. i was thinking you and you mentioned drastic ones i was thinking you know ronaldinho for me was a drastic sure. drop off for example yeah. as well a lot of these players i yeah. mean a lot of these players will have these crazy drop offs and then kind of rediscover themselves for the last couple years of their career like casillas and raul were like that too the last few years of their career they 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 were kind of good again um i just hope for the sake of football that Oblak, this is not a. This is just a very small blip. Hopefully, and you know he can he can get back to himself because he was just a an alien to watch with his shot stopping at his peak. He's only twenty nine, so you know goalkeepers age pretty well, generally speaking. So hopefully he'll. Jesus. Return. Yeah. Um, so what's that, I thought this guy would be older for sure. Mm. I have a. There's a patron question for you. I don't know if you've seen it. Do you want me to throw it at you right now? It's for you, obviously for sure. you. Who else would it be for? It's never. Uh. Uh, our patron, by the way, patreon.com slash churros y tacticas is because this is very relevant, especially to this question. You know, all of the juicy stuff, uh, is on that show, it's not on this one, it's the more raw version, the inside info. And oh boy, the Friday one's going to be juicy too, right? Because it's going to be so. I was going to suggest if we, if we could record that soon, like maybe the day after the classicum, yeah, it'd be more fun, sure, yeah, yeah, we can do yeah. that, but either way, it's going to be only for patrons, so. If you want access yes. to that, patreon.com slash tacticas. So our patron Raider Lobo says, the prospect of more listeners and even more patrons for Churros y Tacticas is obviously a great thing. But would that ultimately result in less intimacy on the Friday podcast, particularly with Diego's insider info? It's awesome being a part of the inner circle, but I imagine the larger it gets, Diego would have to project, protect his job. But what say you, Diego? Should we limit our patrons? Oof. Um, well, we I feel like with the, our patrons as well, we have a very you know close uh, relationship and clear understanding as well as similar to what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's kind of like what happens on the yeah. Friday pod stays on the Friday pod. And I think this kind of unspoken understanding is something I've always really appreciated from our patrons. Uh, um, and, and I would imagine that would continue with, uh, you know, as our list of patron patrons grow. However, if we see that, that it, it gets out of hand, we might have to limit. Yeah. Or we'll it's, put it's, another, it's an interesting tier. thought. 
We'll do like Inception. <laughs> it's day, like right. the the patrons within the patrons. So there's like another inner circle. There's like you have to go to a different room. You get access to that one. So it's like then we'll have this version and then the the medium rare and then the really raw the raw one for like that's good yeah that is good uh all right well i really enjoyed this episode and uh hey man me too it was nice uh so i hope uh yeah I, i'm not gonna enjoy the next one so just wanted to <laughs> might as well enjoy this one before we lose classico and, i'm surprised uh, you're not hyping this one you know, uh, much more, man. You should be fucking feeling yourself a little bit. Should be a little bit more out there, a little bit, you know, talking previa here, talking pre-classico. We're, we're, it's only a, two days away, and uh, it sounds like you're kind of like, you know. I feel like I did it enough over over jinxing when I when I got excited about Vinicius and Mendy versus Alves. That's enough overdoing it for me. I think I need to balance that with uh, just tempering my expectations a little bit i need to leave room for you know barca getting a call from the referee something bad happening and and a fight breaking out i don't know i'm i'm, I'm prepared i'm i don't want to i can't over overhype myself for this what do you make of uh <clears throat> papers continuing to talk about cristiano possibly being offered to barca I've never seen this. Are you serious? No. Is this It's today? like an ass in Marca. It's yes. Oh, I don't check it. But it's it's apparently it's coming from England that like Mendes has been talking with Laporta. Well, how do you feel about that? More importantly. I, I mean, I I <laughs> Look at that don't, smile. I don't be- Look how excited be- you are. <laughs> Can you imagine, dude? Uh, that would be so, that would be very funny. It would be very entertaining. It would be very entertaining. Um, hey man, you guys don't have a pure nine. I mean, Ferran probably will play there, but it's a good backup plan to Morata. Uh, I, I, I just can't. I can't I, even imagine it. I just can't imagine it. A hard no for me. Pass. No, thank you. A no, what? No, no I thank don't want you. that okay. to happen. No. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Um, would you... I mean, it may be a little bit different because I think for Barca fans, Messi, you you guys have much deeper relationship with Messi than Real Madrid fans do with Cristiano Ronaldo because Messi was born and bred with you guys. Um, but I mean, imagine if Messi signed for us. Like, what would you even... You'd probably vomit, right? I... I it, that, that, yeah, yeah. It would it would just completely be, you know, erasing and smudging, damaging, ensuciar, dirtying a legacy uh, of one player just like that. It would be just all undone. Yeah, uh, it would be yeah yeah unimaginable. Hey, but what about Tony Cross? I uh, I'm now sorry to you know I I know you're trying to end him? this and and. But uh, yeah, well, apparently, according to uh, Sky in Germany, he's revealed three conditions uh, that must be met for him to continue at Real Madrid. I, di- I didn't know that uh, his continue uh, his continuing at Los Blancos was was in question at the moment. Know. You throwing all this stuff at me, I didn't know about. Like, I don't know. Like, it's I like, gotta read the papers, man. I guess I I, I mean. I, 
Um, so he's put out three terms. I don't know. I'm not prepared to answer that, mostly because I don't even know what the terms are. Like, what is it that he said? Okay, you well, love throwing uh, you, things you want... at the end when the when the podcast is over and it's. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I to keep the listener engaged. Just when they thought that they were out of the churros, we pull them back in, and there's a little extra. No, I'm. I'll I'll translate on the go here. So he's saying. Um, I, ha- I know what I have at this club. I know that the club counts on me. These are real quotes? Cert- at some- yeah, you know how they do these things. A little, yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, again, this is coming from Sky Germany, and it's translated into Spanish here for us. Yeah. Uh, want me to read it, or should we just yeah, uh, call sure. it a day? We'll yeah? read okay. it. Yeah, then we'll call it, it a day. In some mo- at some point in time, we need to come together in a relaxed way, uh, the confidence is the base of everything. Uh, I feel good here. However, there are a few things. However, there are a few things that need to happen. First of all, the level of the team. Um, ah, sorry. And, and so the level of the team and mine have to coexist or have to be sort of, you know, uh, at the same level. Second, um, my physique has to accompany me. And third of all, my wish, and this, this has to be, this is here, uh, Ah, my and my wish has to be here, but they don't. He doesn't say what it is. Que mi deseo tiene que estar ahí. That my wish has has to be here. But when all these things uh, come together, we will talk. We'll talk at some moment. Uh, I still have a contract in play until the end of 2023. I want to finish my club, my career at Real Madrid, and this will happen. Uh, I will only focus on a club. It's my eighth season here, and my relationship uh, is. Great, and I don't feel like playing poker with that. Oh, so it, it all sounds very good. I don't know why they make it sound like three. Things. Just the, the last is oddly phrased. Like it's my wish has to be one one. The headline has nothing to do yeah. with what he said. I don't know what to do with right. all this he threw at me. I don't. I don't know. This was nothing. All over the place. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing here. I choose uh, to. Stay, I choose yeah. to pretend that the conversation never happened between us about that because uh, I don't even know what you just said. Uh, I had a question for you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Complete gibberish that I was uh, talking on the go. Yes. Uh, I'm seeing now that Araujo is back in training. Is he going to play on Wednesday? Or is he still away? I don't know. Because he's I, I apparently no gone idea. to Saudi Arabia with the team. Does that mean... Because okay. well, yeah, no, he, be, he should be playing right back if, if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Then that would, that would give me a lot more confidence as a Barca fan. But is he? But but just because he's training doesn't mean he's necessarily going to play. I'm just wondering if you know anything else about that. Not at the moment. Okay. We'll know more tomorrow, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that'll be interesting. Something to keep keep our eye on. Um, <clears throat> all right, Diego. I think we should wrap it here. We'll be back over on Patreon.com/slash/churrositacticas. Yeah, 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 yeah. On we'll keep you updated, but sometime after the game thursday or friday depends on our schedule we'll talk about it off air and uh either way just make sure you're a patron thanks diego appreciate your time peace buddy peace out sports social podcast network hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.